Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen, at snc.tv and local now, channel 525. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. It's a Money Monday on the Bruce Hooley Show, and every Monday at 1230, we help you get wiser about your money and specifically about the future with your retirement coming, and it's out there somewhere for everybody. Josh Pick of Aptus Wealth Management helps us understand money, markets, planning, and all those different kinds of things. You can reach Josh and his team at 614-917-1040. They're in Lewis Center, Aptus Wealth, A-P-T-U-S.com, aptuswealth.com. And Josh hosts the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Radio Show, 4 p.m. Saturday here on The Answer. Josh, inflation we've talked about a lot. One of the outgrowths of inflation is that Social Security adjusts for inflation. And with inflation up there over 5%, there's an adjustment coming in people's Social Security payments, correct? Correct. They actually announced that uh, it will, in fact, be 5.9% for 2022, um, which is the largest increase, I believe, since uh, 1982. So pretty significant difference than what we've seen in the past of uh, the last 40 years. So clearly, Whatever you're hearing about inflation not being a problem, it's uh, the biggest problem it's been in a really, really long time. You know, it's interesting. I just happened to be going through some papers on my desk last night, and I came across my update from the Social Security Administration and what they estimate my payment would be per month. But they're very clear in those uh, communications that you shouldn't make Social Security your primary retirement planning, that it should be augmenting other things that you've already done. And I'm sure that's a message that you try to ingrain to people as early as you possibly can in their earning life. Yeah, I think there's two schools of thought. And one is that, you know, I don't want to bank on Social Security at all. It's going to run out of money. There's no point focusing on it. But the reality is the other school of thought of it being uh, part of the retirement picture is, is probably more reasonable. I think it would be political suicide for Social Security to just simply go away. But for the average American in the United States, at least across the country, Social Security comprises about a third of their overall retirement income. Now, that's a problem because when we do a lot of these research studies, we're still reflecting that a lot of people who are retired have pensions. And there's a scary statistic about pensions, and that is over the last 25 years, it has gone from about 8 out of 10 Americans having a pension to about one out of 10 Americans having a pension. So if you look at people's retirement pictures from 25 or 30 years ago, you had a third coming from Social Security, about another third coming from your pension, and the remainder coming from savings, and quite frankly, with pretty minimal market exposure. But now you look at the average American who has you know, a 401k in Social Security, and that's about it. So the tension or the stress that's put on people's 401ks and the importance of having them managed correctly is hypercritical today when you look at things like inflation and it needing to to accommodate for roughly two-thirds of the average American's retirement income. Josh Pick is our guest. He joins us every Monday, Monday, 12.30 p.m. He's with Aptus Wealth Management, A-P-T-U-S, 614-917-1040. AptusWealth.com is their website located in Lewis Center. And willing to meet with you 
free of obligation. A free consultation gets you a $25 gift card to patronize local businesses. AptusWealth.com, A-P-T-U-S. Why did pensions fall out of vogue for companies? I'm assuming they became too hard to maintain, but for so long, was that during the manufacturing era, the union era? Is there a simple answer to the probably complicated reason that pensions have faded and 401s have taken over? I think there's a couple of them, and I think you hit two of them on the head. One is uh, unions were, uh, particularly in the manufacturing process, which was mostly held in the United States, and now a lot of those jobs have been shipped overseas. Uh, they had huge pension funds. The other problem, though, is that pensions in general uh, have to pay out for somebody's lifetime, and pensions have doctrines that require that they have to have a certain amount of money in their, let's say, safe investments. And safe investments have been incredibly difficult to achieve high-yield returns because interest rates have done nothing but go down over the last 30 or 40 years, and we're seeing that uh, today uh, you know, with the lowest interest rates in the history of the United States over the last 18 months. So you have this confluence of things where you have a very difficult time achieving yield, and then you have people getting a heck of a lot older. If you go back to 1935, for example, when Social Security was founded, the average life expectancy was actually less than the age that you could collect Social Security. So Social Security was pretty easy. Pensions were pretty easy to fund when people retired at 65, and most people were uh, unfortunately passing prior to that. Now the average American is living well into their late 70s, early 80s, but people are still retiring in their mid-60s. So the tension or the pressure that was put on uh, pension funds made it almost infeasible. And quite frankly, companies want to get those off their balance sheets. So they shifted to 401k plans, what we call defined contribution versus defined benefit. And now the onus of your retirement is on you. Now, there's some benefits to that. And that is if you're disciplined, if you can do what you're supposed to do, you should end up better off than if you had a pension. That said, we know that the average person isn't that disciplined, and you know, 401k enrollments are very, very low. So now more than ever, uh, you have to take your life into your own hands, and you have to do the right things because nobody's going to bail you out. No, you're absolutely right. Josh Pick uh, helps you get smarter with your money. That's what his firm, Aptus Wealth Management, does because you know you really do need somebody to explain the ins and outs of retirement planning and investing to you. And when you see how it works over time, you'll understand the wisdom in doing it. That is uh, one of the benefits of having a wealth and wealth management advisor like Josh Pick and Aptus Wealth Management. Reach out, set up your free appointment at 614-917-1040. Yeah, most people aren't disciplined. I mean, most people carry a ton of credit card debt. They don't pay off their credit card debt every month. And, uh, you know, I'm thinking of 401ks. It seems to me, and correct me if I'm wrong, it seems to me initially it was quite common for companies to match to some degree on a 401k, maybe it's just bad luck of the draw with companies I've been involved with, but it seems like companies now are far less likely to match or to match to the degree that they used to on 401ks. Is that accurate? And if it is, what's the reason for that? You know, I wish I had a darn good reason, um, but you're absolutely correct. Uh, now, we could you know, capitulate on what that reason is whether it's we use COVID uh, and the income generation of companies as an excuse to remove the match, or, you know, again, we would just be hypothesizing mm-hmm. on the issue. But the reality is matches have, in fact, dwindled quite significantly. It used to be very commonplace, and it is not anymore. And if you let's kind of circle back and let's talk about inflation, the elimination of the pension, now the elimination of large in part of the match, and that the average American 
as you said, is not that disciplined, and we have a lot of people that are renting. So let's correlate that back to inflation. As you're entering into retirement, if you don't own your own home and uh, you're thinking about, well, what inflation, what, what impact is inflation going to have on me? Well, we've already seen what's happening to housing prices. It's very logical to assume that rental prices will go up significantly over the next decade. So the concern that I have is, although inflation is going to impact everybody differently, you know, it certainly impacts, uh, let's say, oil, for example, more than clothing. But uh, how is inflation going to impact you specifically? And what adjustments do you need to make in savings based upon your situation? What adjustments do you need to make in asset allocation or where you're going to derive your income from or taxes based upon your situation? Because if if you own your home, then you don't have to worry about inflation rates as it relates to housing. But if you're renting, you most certainly do. Sure. If you have a low fixed interest rate on your home right now, do you have to worry about interest rates going up? No, you've already locked in, uh, hopefully, into mm-hmm. a long-term loan. But if you're looking at saving up and potentially buying a house in two, three, four years, well, that's a different conversation. So I think all of the conversations that we've had today surrounding inflation and all these different things, they point to the fact that everybody's situation is very unique. And unfortunately... A lot of people take anecdotal advice from various sources that don't necessarily relate to them. So I can't uh, point more uh, importantly to the fact that you need to do a customized, developed, customized plan for yourself now more than ever. And it was important before, so it's going to get increasingly important moving forward. Josh Pick is our guest. Aptus Wealth Management is his firm. Get a free gift card, $25, to patronize a local business when you meet with Josh and his team for a free consultation. Discuss your retirement, your planning, some of the questions that we delve into every Monday here on 989 The Answer. His number is 614-917-1040. He hosts the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Radio Show Saturdays at 4 p.m. on The Answer. They are located physically in Lewis Center. Their web address is aptus, A-P-T-U-S, aptuswealth.com. Final question, Josh. I'm uh, old enough to uh, barely remember the really crazy inflation of the 80s, and this is a much different time now. We have a lot of factors in the financial uh, markets that are the financial world that we didn't have then. I don't think we had 401ks or not like we do now. We certainly didn't have cryptocurrency. Uh, so I wonder, for the Fed to get its arms around inflation, uh is this kind of one of those things like a government program where it never goes away? Like, are we are we at $3 gas per gallon forever now? Or what tools are at their disposal, given how things change over time and different factors come into markets and stuff like that? What factors are at their disposal to get inflation back down from like 5.9%, which we started talking about at the outset, which is going to be the adjustment in Social Security. What can they do to fix it? Well, there's a lot of moving parts. So let's just talk about the Fed in general and what tools they have. Uh, They have the ability to increase or decrease money supply. And anytime I say that, people go, what the heck does that mean? Well, they have the ability to buy treasuries that the government is effectively issuing or printing money. We hear printing money. That printing of money is creating IOUs, if you will. And the Fed has the ability to increase its balance sheet by buying those treasuries. So if you want to think about it simply, you would say, if I need to borrow money, and as long as the Fed's on my side, then I always have somebody who's willing to loan it to me at really low interest rates. Um, The Fed is starting to squeeze down on that a little bit, which will ultimately, or at least historically, will point to a little bit of inflation. The other thing that the Fed can do is change interest rates. 
And interest rates does not necessarily mean that when the Fed raises the interest rates by a quarter, it directly affects you by a quarter, but it raises the interest rates at which the banks can borrow money from one another. And when the Fed raises interest rates, that tightens money supply because uh, I would be more inclined to borrow money at 3% than I would be 9 So that's what the, the Fed has other abilities, but those are kind of the two main ones that we follow most often. But don't discount the impact of the government. The government increasing, decreasing tariffs, the government deciding not to uh, allow for oil exploration in the United States and rather acquire oil from other countries, that also has a significant impact on inflation. So do they have the ability to control it? Yes. Can it get out of hand if you don't start controlling it sooner rather than later, just like any other bubble uh, in the financial markets? Yes. And my concern is that the longer that we kick the can and don't make some hard decisions as it relates to not just inflation, but the problem that we have with Social Security running out of money and, and all the entitlement spending, the bigger bubble we can potentially create, which can cause bigger problems. So you need to forecast that and, and certainly be prepared with your own money. Fox News Maria Bartiromo broke a little news on Sunday. She didn't really nail it down. She just said that a lot of her sources are telling her that Nancy Pelosi is going to step down as Speaker of the House after she gets through the massive Joe Biden spending bill. Won't be as massive, hopefully, as they want it to be if Joe Manchin holds the line. Joe Manchin would uh, be signing his uh, exit papers as senator from West Virginia, if he made all this noise about not going along with a big spending bill and then came in anything over $1.5 trillion. I thought for a while he would accept, you know, somewhere between $1.5 and $3.5. Now I think he's kind of locked himself in to $1.5. And he also, uh, to me, is insisting upon a pretty smart insistence on the child care tax credit checks that are going out. It's supposed to be a tax credit. It's supposed to get the credit on your taxes for having kids. Now Joe Biden, oh, he just can't wait to get that money in your hands. Can't wait to spend, 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 spend. Because everybody knows, hey, once you have inflation, spend more. Drive up the demand. Yes. Joe Manchin wants to cap that. If you make more than $60,000, you don't get the check. I think that's a pretty fair assessment of the situation. I think it's a bad idea to put cash in the hands of people. Make them put it on their tax return. That way, in a bigger sum, hopefully they're a little bit more purposeful in how they spend it. You get an extra 250 300 bucks a month for every child that you have. There's a temptation to just let it become something you count on to pay your bills. If it's several thousand dollars at the end of the year, oh, that takes a little bit more brain power to decide where to spend that. Of course, a lot of people spend their money on Black Friday. I wonder what that'll look like this year. Well, maybe we could all make a road trip to the uh, port of Los Angeles and take a, uh, take a tugboat out to the shipping cargo containers and wade through them, kind of like an episode of, what's that show where they... Go through the storage locker. Storage wars. Maybe we could all do storage wars on the water this year, thanks to Joe Biden and Pete Buttigieg. But Pete Buttigieg has two adorable little kids that he and his uh, husband just adopted. Isn't that fantastic? Yes. Walmart is preparing 
for not one, but not two, but three separate days of Black Friday deals throughout November. Uh, The retailer says each sale day will highlight different deals on a different groups of products. The promotion is being called Walmart's Black Friday Deals for Days. They'll start it out on Walmart.com and then continue it in stores after. Now, what is the purpose of even going in the store if you can do it on Walmart.com? You're less likely to get trampled, I say, online than you are in the store. The first day of deals, November the 3rd, toys, electronics, and tires. Uh, They will have major discounts on things like Roku-enabled TVs, dolls, and Keurig machines. The second day starts a week later, November the 10th. Sale on clothes, home goods, and more. Always more. And then Black Friday itself, which will be November the 17th, and they have not specified what that will be yet. So there you go. You'd be better served by spending a little bit of your money on tickets to the American Leadership Forum. Sunday night, 7 to 9 p.m., Genoa and Westerville, all the candidates, Bernie Moreno, Josh Mandel, Jane Timken, Mike Gibbons, Matt Dolan, J.D. Vance, all six on stage. Hugh Hewitt coming in from out of town. A week from today, Hugh Hewitt will be sitting right here. Aaron, is he going to be sitting in my chair? Hugh Hewitt doing his show? Yeah, Monday. Monday. So I can't get in here until 9 o'clock. Yeah, a week from today. Or maybe he has some big podcast interview after, and I won't get in here until much, much later. I have to clean the place up. We'll have to spruce it up. Maybe hang some Browns paraphernalia or something, even though we're the home of the Pittsburgh Steelers now. Do we have a Pittsburgh Steelers banner that we can hang? That'll make Hugh a little salty if he has to do his studio from a Pittsburgh Steeler affiliate. We'll tell him the story behind how we don't have the Browns anymore. Maybe he'll see it our way. But, uh, yes, Hugh Hewitt will be here, and he will be at Genoa. And you can uh, get tickets at 9890answer.com. Aaron, how would you characterize the ticket sales so far for the big event in concert with our friend Aaron Bear from Center for Christian Virtue? Uh, there's going to be a lot of people there. A lot of people. Yeah, I think uh, over a thousand. Nice, but we have room for more. We do. We can fill. We can fill that place. We're not going to say what the capacity is, but we we still have room, even though there's quite a few people there. I know some people who are coming. Please come up and say hi. It's your best chance to get to know the candidates. Look, you can read all about a person on a campaign flyer. You can, if you want, trust reporting. From other sources, you think the Dispatch is giving Bernie Moreno a fair crack? You think they're giving Josh Mandel a fair crack? Jane Timken, J.D. Vance—they're ripping them pillar to post every time they get the opportunity. Don't let Haley B. Miller and Daryl Rowland and the other leftists at the Columbus Dispatch paint inaccurate pictures of the Senate candidates. No, show up yourself at Genoa. Listen, folks. You have to care enough to sacrifice a little bit of your personal time to come out and see these people in action and find out that person represents my views. That person is the kind of person I want to support. That person is a fighter. That person gets it. Those are judgments you'll be able to make in person, only if you're there. Tickets at 989theanswer.com.